Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with Be Young Again. We should like to read a letter addressed to Mr. H.F. Johnson, Jr., President of S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated, from the Treasury Department. Quote, Dear Mr. Johnson, The Treasury Department would like you to pass on to the employees and to the management of S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated its appreciation for their wonderful cooperation with the Treasury Department's payroll defense savings plan. And a very special honorable mention of the fact that 82 and 6 tenths percent of your home office and factory people already own defense bonds. If all job holders in this country put a small percent of their earnings into defense bonds through a payroll defense savings plan, then the Treasury Department will be successful in its efforts to finance our national defense through defense savings. The dollars and quarters of your payroll defense savings funds are providing guns for our Army, warships for our Navy, airplanes for our Air Corps, weapons that aid the fight for freedom everywhere. And defense savings funds do even more than this. Every person who subscribes gains a steady-growing nest egg of savings. Once again, thanks to the employees of S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated, one of the many great concerns which are cooperating splendidly with the Treasury Department's payroll defense savings plan and entire defense savings effort. Sincerely, Harold N. Graves, Assistant to the Secretary. Unquote. And all of us on the Fibber McGee and Molly Show are happy to subscribe to this plan also. through Mrs. Uppington's window. That is a mystery which bids fair to go down in history with those other immortal enigmas such as where did the swallows go from Capistrano? And who threw the extraneous matter into Mrs. Murphy's chowder? And here at 79 Wistful Vista, still discussing the matter, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. I'm not sure whether I threw that rock through up his window or whether I just dreamed it. Well, are you ever going to find out? Oh, I finally figured out a way. And you know what I'm going to do, Molly? What? I'm going to reenact my dream. Oh, how on earth can you reenact a dream? Well... I never had two of them alike myself. Mm -hmm. Though there was one about Gary Cooper that I wish I could do. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but never mind that. Explain yourself. Look, remember the night I had the dream about busting up his window? How could I forget it? I haven't seen such a turmoil since you sat on the bear trap down at the hardware store. (laughs) Well, I asked myself, what caused me to dream like that there? And I answered myself, it must have been something I ate. 
Then I asked myself, if I ate the same thing again, would I dream the same thing? And I answered myself... Oh, look, dearie, look. I hate to break in on your one-man ass-get basket. (laughs) But uh, do you remember what you ate that night? Sure I do. Every bite. (laughs) You tell me, and I'll fix you the same supper now. Okay. Before dinner, I snagged three olives and a slice of ham out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and a glass of grape juice and an apple. Then when you sent me over to the store for the extra two pork chops, I dropped into Kramer's drugstore for some cigars, and I had a pineapple soda. Well, I'm surprised there's a window left in the neighborhood. <laughs> Proceed. And then on the way home to dinner... On the way home to dinner? Yeah. On the way home, I had a candy bar, well, just a little one. Then for dinner, we had pork chops, mashed potatoes, green beans, biscuits and honey, upside-down cake, and coffee. Well, heavenly days, if I have to prepare all that, I'd better get started, dearie. Okay, Molly. Now, let me see. After dinner, I listened to Lum and Abner on the radio, because I'd sent them a card saying, program coming in fine, and I wanted to see if they'd read my name over the air. (laughs) Then I lit a cigar, and I sat here... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hi, sis. Don't bother me now. I'm, I'm reconstructing a dream. What? Hmm? I says I'm busy. Don't bother me. What you want? Hey, somebody threw a rock through Mrs. Uppington's window. Did you know that? Mm. Did you have some sly purpose in asking me that, sis? Well, gee, no, no. I was just wondering who could have done it at all, mister. No. Mrs. Uppington told my daddy if she ever found out who did it, she was going to arrest him for delicious mischief. For what? Delicious mischief You mean malicious Hmm? It's malicious, not delicious Why? Well, because it was an act of malice You know what malice is Sure I do, I bet I got a Christmas present from her From who? From Alice Oh Yeah, she's my cousin A great big beautiful doll, too Oh, she is, huh? I said she is, eh? No, she did. Oh. Okay, okay. Let's get back to Mrs. Uppington's window. Oh, gee. And peek in, hmm? No, no, no. I mean, let's discuss the matter further. You got any idea who could have done it? Have you? I asked you first. Willie Toops owns a slingshot. Oh, he does, eh? Yeah. Well, now we're getting someplace. So Willie Toops has got a slingshot, has he? No. Huh? Hmm? You says Willie has got a slingshot, and then you says he hasn't. No, mister, no. He owns one, but he hasn't got it. He loaned it to somebody. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, we're still hot on the trail. Who did he loan it to? You. Me? <laughs> sure he did, I bet you. Huh? Last summer when you said that cat was keeping you awake all night, remember? Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. That's right. He did. Yeah. Willie and I talked it all over, and we thought people might think you did it if they knew you had Willie's slingshot. Uh-huh. And I said, well, gee, Willie, I said, we mustn't tell on Mr. McGee because he's always been so nice to us, and he's always given us 50 cents for a soda. 50 and... cents? <laughs> well, you know how it is with the war, mister, everything going up. <laughs> and Willie said, gee, when I have a soda, I forget everything I ever knew, he said. And I said... Oh. Okay, okay, sis. It's blackmail, but I'll pay. Here, here's a dollar. Split it with Willie, the little gangster. (laughs) Gee, mister, thank you. Oh, boy, a whole dollar. Boy, will Willie be happy when I tell him. Well, run on home and tell him then. Oh, I won't have to go clear home, mister. Huh? He's waiting outside. Oh. 
one. <laughs> go to bed, Molly, I want the same pajamas I wore that other time. I think I wore my purple ones, didn't I? Yes. Yes, I believe so. I remember that because you lost the string out of the pants and were using a piece of rope for a belt. Oh, the string wasn't lost, exactly. I was using it to patch the clothesline in the backyard. It was three feet too short. And why? Yeah, I know. It was my fault. I cut a little hunk of the clothesline to tie around that old trunk in the attic. Yeah, what became the strap off the trunk? Well, I was using that in the dining room window because the cord was missing off the sash weight. Well, what happened to the cord off the sash weight? I don't know what happened. It must have... Oh, my gosh. That's the cord I was wearing to use to hold up my pajamas. (laughs) Oh, say, McGee, I almost forgot to tell you. The first thing tomorrow, I've got to run downtown and do some shopping for Mrs. Uppington. Uh Uh-oh. She's so upset over this window-breaking affair, she hasn't had any time to shop at all. Okay, I'll stay here and keep an eye on things. What do you got to get her? A turtle. (laughs) A turtle? A turtle. What the... What does she want a turtle for? Well, search me. Maybe it's a playmate for her Pekingese. (laughs) But anyway, it's none of our business why she wants it. Imagine a woman her age wanting a turtle for a pet. I can't... Why, that old fossil is old... Oh, dear. Come in. Oh, Mrs. Uppington, come in, Abigail. Oh, thank you, my dear. Oh, good day, Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. Got a new pane in your bay window? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I feel perfectly splendid, Mr. Yeah. Oh, oh, my window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's all repaired. <laughs> Oh, but I wanted to thank you, Mrs. McGee, for offering to do my shopping tomorrow. Oh, nothing at all. I'd be glad to do it, Abigail. Oh, by the way, may I use your telephone, Mrs. McGee? Why, certainly, dearie. Right there in the hall. Go right ahead. Oh, thank you. She even walks like a turtle. 
in. Hello, operator. The Bantan department store, please. <coughs> uh, Bantan? Uh, Miss Mudgett in the lingerie, please. Hello, Miss Mudgett? Mrs. Uppington speaking. Uh, yes, uh, the Mrs. Uppington. <laughs> uh, Mrs. McGee is coming in tomorrow to pick up a girdle for me. Uh, you know my size. Uh, yes, yes. No, 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 just a girdle, thank you. Uh, Good day. <laughs> Mrs. McGee, you just ask for Miss Mudgett and she'll charge it to my account. Well, now, you needn't have gone to all that trouble. I could have paid cash. You know, they only cost about 35 cents for the little ones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you flatter (laughs) But I do want to get a new one, my dear, because I hear they're going to be difficult to get. Ah, that's a lot of malarkey, Eppie. I could go out in the country tomorrow and get you a dozen, all shapes and sizes. How do you know so much about such matters, Mr. McGee? Well, he used to have one when he was a little boy, didn't he? Sure, I had one. (laughs) Had my initials carved on the back of it, too. Ah, well, how silly. I always had mine embroidered, didn't I? Well, uh, doesn't it hurt them, Abigail? <laughs> On the contrary, my dear. I believe it reinforces them. <laughs> it does, eh? None of them I ever saw needed much reinforcement. <laughs> They're tough little devils. <laughs> yes, yes, they are quite durable with proper treatment. Oh, um, do you understand the type I want, Mrs. McGee? Well, I think so. Uh, you want one that snaps, Uppy? <laughs> They all do that. Yeah, I guess they do. <laughs> they say once they get a hold of you, they don't let go till it thunders. Well, I don't believe I quite understand. <laughs> you know, McGee says when he had his, it just used to tickle him like everything when it started creeping up on him. <laughs> yeah, they're persistent little cusses. <laughs> Mr. McGee, wasn't that, wasn't that sort of a strange thing for a boy to own? Oh, no, all us kids had them, Uppy. Used to race with them. <laughs> How shocking. Yeah. I finally had to get rid of mine, though, Uppy. Got too big. <laughs> Besides, it bit his grandmother. <laughs> it bit his grandmother? Yeah. Oh, but it was self-defense, Uppy. She pulled his leg. Uh, yes, and I think you are pulling mine. Never mind, Mrs. McGee. I shall get it myself. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> What's she getting so ritzy-snitzy about? Well, I don't know, but it's all right with me. Let her buy her own turtle if she wants one so bad. Yeah, I better run upstairs and see if your purple pajamas are back from the laundry. Yeah, and look, Molly. Yes? Let's not discuss the dream at all from now on. I want to keep my mind clear and unaffected. That's very sensible. Yeah. The less it's discussed, the less influence it'll have over your sleeping That's tonight. That's right. You know, they say... Hey, Fibber, I just came from the police station, and the cops have heard that you had some kind of a weird dream that night about walking over to Uppington's and heaving a rock through uh, the window. Uh, we don't want to discuss anything 
don't like that, Mr. Wilcox. Let's talk about something else. Yes, but the police... Let's discuss Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, Harlow. The product that goes on the shelf of every self-respecting household. The genuine... Wait a minute, Fibber. The police... Now, getting back to glow coat, Harlow, think of how it protects linoleum against wear and dirt. (laughs) And how it saves hours and hours of housekeeping. Keep the neighbors from making cracks about the cracks in your linoleum by using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. The no-rubbing, no bubbing. No Darn it, let me talk, will you? The police think that in view of the dream you had, that Don't you... Don't forget that it dries to a lovely glistening finish in 20 minutes or less, dearie. I'll say it does. Just pour a little out, spread it around, go knit a shelter blanket for 20 minutes or less, and what have you got? The kind of a kitchen floor you dream about. Why, say, what is this? Quit changing the subject, will you? Who's changing the subject? We want to talk about glow coat. Why, certainly. We love glow coat. Yeah. In addition to its other wonderful properties, it keeps us off the streets on Tuesday nights. <laughs> it's a marvelous product. Why do you suppose millions of housewives all over the world... Oh, all right. <laughs> nice going, McGee. Yeah. I sure got him off the subject, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. So the police think I did it, eh? Well, let them try and prove it. Right, George? You... I just wanted to tell you, Fibber, the police are convinced you didn't have anything to do with it. Huh? What? They remember you played first base against the police softball team last summer, and they know you couldn't hit a six-foot window from 30 feet away even if you were awake. <laughs> They think I can't throw straight, do they? Get your hat, Molly. Why, where are you going? I'm going down to the police station, stand across the street, and heave a brick through their window. I'll show Oh, no, no, no. Control yourself. Take it easy, McGee. Don't you see what they're doing? What you mean? They want you to prove you can do it. Then they'll have you. It's a trap. Oh, my gosh. And I nearly fell for it. Gee, thanks, Molly. That's all right, dearie. That's what a wife is for. (laughs) Oh, dear. Come in. Good evening, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Mayor Latrivia, good evening. Hi, Latriv. Want to see me about something? I know, McGee. I wanted to see Uncle Dennis for a moment. Is he in? I don't know. Is Uncle Dennis in, Molly? I don't think so, Mr. Mayor. I think he's out buying a motorcycle. A motorcycle? Yes. Anyway, he said he had to see a man about a sidecar. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets all worn out walking. He was so tired last night when he came home, he went upstairs on his hands and knees. And even then, he was so weary, he didn't know his own room when he got to it. He butted the door open with his head and says, Does this train stop at St. Louis? Oh, yes, 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 I know. (laughs) Great fellow, Uncle Dennis. I saw him the other day walking down the street waving a pair of tweezers. Tweezers? Yes, he said he was going to get a hair of the dog that bit him. <laughs> but if he isn't at home, I shall have to see him some other time. Hey, Latrivia, they know yet who threw the rock through Uppington's window? The police are still working on it, McGee. That's one thing I wish to see Uncle Dennis about. Heavenly days, you don't suspect him. My men are working on a clue. It seems that late that night he went into a... Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, he always does. Exactly. And uh, he asked the proprietor for a rock and rye. They didn't have rock and rye, so he just took a rye. We're checking up to see if he found a rock anywhere. <laughs> but don't tell him I'm inquiring. Good night. <laughs> ah, poor Uncle Dennis. What do you mean, poor Uncle Dennis? He brings it all on himself. Why, that guy has beckoned to more men in white than Dr. Kildare. <laughs> ah, wow. 
Now, what's it? Oh, yeah, my purple pajamas. I'll run right up and get them, dearie. Now, you lock the door. <laughs> the King's Men sing Lydia. Lydia, oh, Lydia, oh, have you seen Lydia? Oh, Lydia, the tattooed lady. She has eyes that folks adore so, and the torso even more so, Lydia. Lydia, that encyclopedia. Oh, Lydia, the queen of tattoo. On her back is the battle of Waterloo. Beside it, the wreck of the Hesperus, too. And never a billboard obstructing the view when you take a look at Lydia. pajamas I wore that other night? Certainly. They are. Mm-hmm. Did you lock the back door? Yeah. Did you wind the clock? Yes. Did you put out the milk bottles? Yeah. Did you empty the ashtrays? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you go out to the car and count the tires? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we're all ready for bed then. I certainly hope that... Hand me my bathrobe, Molly. I'll go see who that is. I'm presentable, McGee. I'll go. No, we, we'll both go. I don't like you to be going to the door alone at this time of night. Might be a telegraph boy. Well, <laughs> what harm would there be in that? Well, you always tipping too much. <laughs> Fifteen cents is plenty. Okay, okay. We're coming. Oh, Mr. Wimple. Oh, hi, Wimp. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you folks. Really, I am. I had no idea you went to bed this early. <laughs> we don't ordinarily, Mr. Wimple, but uh, Buck McGee has a nightmare he wants to ride again. <laughs> Won't you come in? No, thank you, Mrs. McGee. I was just sort of lonesome tonight, and I thought I'd see if Mr. McGee wanted to play a few games of flinch. Or, uh, or maybe Parcheesi. Gee, I'm sorry, Wimple. Some other night, maybe. And, and let's make it tiddlywinks. <laughs> I, I get too excited playing parcheesi. How come you're so lonesome tonight, Mr. Wimple? Isn't your wife at home? Yes, but she doesn't, doesn't like to play parcheesi. And anyway, she was taking a bath and got her toe caught in a drain pipe. <laughs> oh, by the way, have you got a pipe wrench, Mr. McGee? Oh, I haven't, Wimple. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. 
I didn't think you would have. In fact, I'm asking all the unlikely people first. Say, isn't your wife going to be angry if you take too long getting her loose, Mr. Wimple? Probably, Mrs. McGee. But I don't get a chance to get out like this very often, you know. Sweetie Face is so jealous. Though, goodness knows, I, I never even looked at another woman since we were married. Tell me, tell me, are they still wearing hobble skirts? Ah, you're a card wimp. Hey, is your wife still teaching wrestling and jujitsu to the police force? Oh, yes. She takes the police work very seriously, Mr. McGee. Too seriously, I sometimes think. Too seriously, Mr. Wimple? Yes. I told her it was ridiculous to have a siren on the front of her vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and what did she say? Oh, she just gave me one of those mischievous little smiles and kicked my feet out from under me. <laughs> Sometimes I think she doesn't know her own strength. And then again, sometimes I think she does. <laughs> you certainly must have a wonderful constitution, Mr. Wimple. Yes, I have, Mrs. McGee. The only trouble is, I'm always having to go to the doctor and the dentist for some amendments. <laughs> Say, do you think Mrs. Uppington might have a pipe wrench? Oh, I doubt it, Wimple. Oh, fine. I think I'll go over there next. Good night. <laughs> oh, poor Mr. Wimple. You know what he needs is a personal defense program. Oh, well, let's hit the hay. If I'm going anywhere in my sleep, I want to get to bed before my pajamas get all wrinkled. <laughs> again, dearie. Okay. Come on. You know, I'm kind of sleepy myself, Mickey. I hope I don't have your nightmare. Won't do you any good. You can't throw straight. <laughs> Mickey, what on earth are you going to do with that rope? I'm going to tie one end to the bedpost and the other end to my ankle. But what on And if I do start walking in my sleep, I won't get far. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be awful if I dragged this bed clear over in front of Uppington's? <laughs> Don't worry, it wouldn't go through the door. <laughs> now get in bed. Okay. Well, shall I wish you sweet dreams, dearie, or not? No, I'm on my own now. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Is that rope all right before I turn the light off? It's okay. Gives me a nice feeling of security. Uh, good night. Good night. Best night's sleep I've had for... Ouch! Oh, my gosh, that rope. Hey, I'm still tied to the bed. I haven't been anywhere. Hey, Molly! Molly! Oh, it's probably just a burglar, dearie. Go back to sleep. Hey. <laughs> Molly, wake up. It's it's morning. I got great news. What? What on earth are you shouting about at this hour of the morning? Look, the rope. I'm still tied up. I didn't walk in my sleep. I'm innocent. I'm in the clear. Well, aren't you happy about it? Aren't you glad? What, what's the matter? I was just wondering, dearie. Huh? You weren't wearing that hat when you went to bed. 
many North and South American countries are working together to promote closer cultural and commercial relations. It is clear that the more we can use each other's products, the better off we will all be. For many years, an important ingredient of Johnson's wax has been the vegetable wax carnuba, which comes from Brazil. It is, in fact, one of that country's principal exports. Carnuba wax is important to Brazil's economy, and it helps us produce a better wax polish for the protection of your floors, furniture, and woodwork. The carnuba is skillfully blended with other waxes to give you a wax polish that is easy to use, one that adds rich beauty to all finishes, and enables you now to protect and take better care of the things you have. There are over 100 protective uses for this wax polish in your home. You can buy genuine Johnson's wax in three forms, paste, liquid, and in the new cream wax. Ladies and gentlemen, on January 30th, President Roosevelt will celebrate his Diamond Jubilee birthday. 130 million loyal Americans have an opportunity to tell the president we're behind him by joining in a cause that is close to his heart. The fight against infantile paralysis. Yes, let's all give as many dimes and dollars as we possibly can in our local campaign. And let the president know that he has every man, woman, and child in the nation on his side. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. I can't tell you how you can get new tires for your car, but I can tell you the easy way to take care of the paint job and keep it new looking. Just give it an occasional treatment with Johnson's Car New, the sensational auto polish that both cleans and polishes in one application, two jobs in one. Car New is inexpensive, easy to use, gives your car back its original showroom shine. Don't wait. Buy a can of Johnson's Car New this week, spelled C-A-R-N-U. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Oh.